Today, I have the pleasure to talk to a recent graduate from the University of Birmingham, Jasmine Rye, and we'll be discussing her dissertation entitled An Exploration of the Representations of Punjabi Sikhs Within Bollywood Cinema and How This Affects Perceptions of Their Community. Now, before we get into the thick of things, I always like to start by saying thank you to our guests for joining today and also like to say welcome to the podcast and how are you? Thank you. I just firstly like to say thank you so much um, for inviting me to your podcast. Uh, I've actually been following your page for a while now and I really, really enjoy the content that you post. Um, my best friend Priyakul actually recorded a podcast with you uh, a few weeks ago, so please do check out hers as well. Everyone is really good. Um, but yeah, I'm doing well. I actually graduated last week with a first, so um, yeah, everything's going really good at the moment. Wow, well, for obviously, congratulations for your first because that is no easy accomplishment. Um, Thank you. Yeah, I'm sure anyone who's gone to university can can attest to that. So no, well done. And you are right. I had the pleasure to talk to Priya Kaur about her dissertation, which was about 1984. Um, it was thoroughly enjoyable conversation. And again, like I can only reiterate reiterate what Jasmine's saying by um, asking you all to go to listen to it because it is genuinely worth listening to. Um, okay, so. Before we kind of move into the thick of things, I just want to let everyone know who is listening to this on YouTube, please hit the subscribe button and the notification button because it really does help us uh, more than you could imagine. Now, with that out of the way, what we normally start with is getting to know our guests a little bit more, their family background, where they're from. Um, I feel like our histories, our family histories are far more interesting and complex than a lot of people may assume. Um, I've had some really, really interesting conversations with people so far. Um, so sticking with that, could you tell us a little bit more then about yourself, your family background, how like many of us in that diaspora ended up in England um, and what led you to doing the degree you did and then specializing in the dissertation yeah. that you have accomplished? Yeah, of course. So um, I'm 21 years old. Um, as I said, I just recently graduated from the University of Birmingham um, and I did my degree in policy, politics and economics. Um, I live in a very, very small city on the border of Wales called Herefordshire, which no one's ever heard of. Um, and my parents were actually born in Birmingham and then moved here about 25 years ago for work. Um, but it was actually my grandparents that migrated from the Punjab to the UK um, in the 1960s. So, yeah, that's kind of my family background summed up. Um, in terms of why I chose PPE, I mentioned Hereford first because I feel that growing up in Herefordshire has had a really, really massive impact on my life. Um, Herefordshire is a predominantly white area uh, where ethnic minorities make up about 2% of the population. Um, and I'm convinced my family's probably 1% of that. Um, so yeah, I think growing up, I felt quite sort of uncultured um, and disconnected from my Punjabi roots. Um, it was only really in my later teenage years, I kind of wanted to just make more of a proactive effort to learn more about my Punjabi culture. Uh, you know, I started listening to more Punjabi music, <laughs> watching more Bollywood films, things like that. And I actually started to research a lot more about Punjabi history as well. Um, I know that you also recorded a podcast with my friend um, Amandeep from the UK Punjabi Heritage Association. 
Um, and I know I'm, I'm in deep because I actually do some volunteering work uh, with the Punjabi Heritage Association because um, I am quite interested in Punjabi history. And I think one element of the history which I found really, really interesting was the sort of social and economic impact of British colonialism in the Punjab. And I think that really played a big part of why I chose to do um, politics and economics at university. Um, but yeah, and then in terms of my dissertation, as I said, I became a lot more interested in sort of South Asian issues um, and affairs. And to be honest, I've always loved Bollywood films. So I think the topic came to me quite naturally. Um, and, you know, a lot again linked back to British colonialism. I actually mentioned things like the partition um, and nation building in my dissertation. So I guess it was kind of a way for me to bring all of my interests together. No, first, I can't, I can't um, fault any of that. One thing that piqued my interest was you mentioned um, you picked PPE because you wanted to explore the social and economic impact of colonialism on Punjab. Like, I know that's not necessarily perhaps the main topic of our conversation today, but could you just expand a little bit on some examples of that? Um, yeah, so I remember um, reading a book on colonialism in India and I was so shocked because I think I remember reading something that um, the India's uh, sort of India had about 25 had like 25 percent of the world's economy belonged to India, and then after um, the British Empire, it reduced to something like three percent. Um, and I remember reading that and being so shocked, and I wanted to sort of learn more about the political side of things too. Um, and yeah, I think that's kind of where that sort of stemmed from. No, fair enough. Um, so before we then get into asking about the content of your dissertation and the various sections to it and getting you to explain a little bit more um, about that, I just want to get an idea of how did you go about doing your research? What did you have to do to do your research? Um, was there anything in particularly interesting that you came across that's worth sharing? Um, and kind of anything else that was involved in doing kind of the groundwork for uh, the body of work you put together? Um, yes, so in terms of how I did my research, um, I basically, I started to, when I decided that I wanted to do my dissertation on this topic, I started to read a lot more around the subject. Um, and despite this being quite a prominent issue, I was quite shocked because um, you know, although there were there were studies and research on this, um, but there wasn't any qualitative research where people actually um, went out to interview um, like sick people and ask them, you know, what are your thoughts on the representations of your community in Bollywood? Um, and so I kind of wanted to fill the gap in that aspect. Um, but yeah, in terms of like some of the sources I use and things like that, I'll firstly start by talking about the structure of my dissertation. Um, so after my introduction, of course, I wrote my literature review, which featured all of the academic sources that I found relating to my topic of research. Uh, so obviously I had a lot of sources in there. Um, and so to structure that, I started sort of looking at the broader topics, such as stereotyping in film. Um, and here I kind of wrote a lot about Stuart Hall's work. Um, now Stuart Hall is extremely influential in the field of film studies because he looks at the influence of film and shaping the audience perception of certain cultures. Um, and he basically developed this framework called the circuit of culture, 
which consists of five elements which must be considered when analysing a film. Um, so that was one of my core sources and I focused on three elements that he spoke about. I firstly looked at the production and consumption elements. So this refers to the way in which film producers are able to encode certain cultural meanings within a film based on their own ideologies. Um, and this is then decoded and interpreted by the audience according to their own like individual outlooks and experiences. Um, and then the second element which I looked at was regulation. And this sort of refers to the way in which cultural meanings within film can create social norms um, and filter down into everyday life, which was obviously important because my study looked at whether these representations actually affect audience perception. Um, so yeah, that was kind of like the main source that I used. Okay, no, fair. And then obviously that's the first part of your, or the first chapter, so to speak, of your dissertation. Do you mind then just expanding on the rest of the structure of your dissertation and briefly what that entails? Yeah, so as I said, I um, kind of did this filter method where I started with the broader topic um, in the literature of youth first. Um, I then went more specifically into um, stereotypes and I used um, Stuart Hall's definition. I use, his, I use his work a lot throughout my dissertation because it was really useful. But I used his um, definition of stereotyping because although there are loads and loads of definitions of stereotyping, I wanted to use something which kind of relevant to film um, and he he defines stereotypes in films as representations which reduce minorities to simple vivid memorable easily grasped and widely recognized characteristics um, and then I looked at Edward Said's classic work on orientalism and I applied this to Bollywood um, and I did this to sort of understand how sticks are being orientalized in Bollywood. So instead of there being like this superiority complex between the East and the West, uh, I found that there was like this complex between Sikhs who form a religious minority in India um, and are often depicted as inferior compared to the dominant religion, um, Hinduism. So yeah, that was kind of a brief summary of the core sources that I used. Um, I then narrowed down to more detailed topics in my literature review. Uh, for example, I gave a brief historical overview of um, Punjabi Sikh history to sort of help the reader understand how historical factors such as the partition um, have actually caused religious tensions and how that has had impacts on Bollywood too. Uh, so again, I used many sources like Yasmin Khan, which is quite prominent. Um, and then lastly, in my literature review, I looked more specifically at certain films. Uh, so for my dissertation, I decided to focus um, on Goran Johar and Yash Chopra films, as I kind of feel that Punjabi culture is really, really prominent in their films. Um, so that was kind of my reasoning behind that. Uh, so I looked at Chopra's classics like Dilwale, Dulhani, Ala Jayenge, um, and then Johar's more contemporary films like Good News, Vida just to name a few. Um, so yeah, I mentioned earlier that there was some research on representations of Punjabi Sikhs. Uh, so yeah, I kind of used these sources to apply them to the selection of films that I chose. Uh, and that's how my dissertation was kind of structured. Um, and then obviously I went off, did my interviews, and then um, I analysed these at the end using thematic analysis, which meant like going through the interviews and picking out common themes in the data. No, fair. When you were mentioning uh, the Bollywood films, like I have to admit, I have no knowledge of Bollywood. I think I've probably <laughs> watched about a half a dozen 
Bollywood films in my life. Maybe oh, this, less. this conversation will be interesting. Yeah, so so you're naming these films, and I'm like, I've heard of them, but I've never watched them, so I don't necessarily. Like, I, I, well, I, yeah. I feel like I feel like most audience will know what. Yeah, yeah. What have yeah, watched DLJ? Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm the odd one out in this in this in this <laughs> equation because um, I think similarly uh, growing up, a lot of the a lot of the Bollywood films I would see. So for example, my grandma would watch. I always found the caricature, uh, like, and it's quite topical, obviously, the caricature of the Sikh man to be quite unsettling. Um, even yeah. as a child, he's normally the joker. He's normally um, kind of self-deprecating um, or he's kind of the butt of all of the jokes. So I always found, oh, he's just blind drunk, just like piss drunk. Um, yeah, fully. Yeah, and so like that kind of just turned me away from a lot of Bollywood. And then on top of it, like, no offense to people who love it, but I just find it really irritating when there's like five scenes and then there's about 50 minutes of dancing and singing. Just going back then to your to the, to uh, your dissertation on a topic that we're meant to be talking about today. Um, so you've mentioned that Punjabi Sikh identity is often stereotyped and misrepresented in Bollywood films. And I guess I've kind of already answered my own question by some of the earlier examples I've given just that I can remember. But from the research you did and the study that you did can you provide some examples of how Punjabi Sikh identity is yeah misconstrued and caricatured yeah so in terms of stereotypes um I would say that I kind of identified two main stereotypes of Punjabi Sikhs in Bollywood um the first one would be Sikhs playing a sort of patriotic role um I know that we're going to kind of delve into that a bit later so I will speak in more detail about that then. But the second one, and I'd say the main um, stereotype is exactly how you describe would be like Sikh playing clownish, um, drunk and like party going characters. Um, I actually remember about two, three years ago, I went to the cinema to watch Good News, which you probably don't know what that is. <laughs> but um, yeah, after watching this film, I remember just coming out of the cinema and being like, completely shocked about how uh, the Sikhs were like represented in that um, and so for those who don't know Good News is a comedy film produced by Colin Johar and it it's basically just packed with so many uncomfortable stereotypes of Punjabi Sikhs the the comedy basically juxtaposes a Hindu couple from Mumbai um, and that's played by Akshay Kumar and Karina Kapoor um, and they're juxtaposed with the Sikh couple from the Punjab uh, which is played by Diljeet Dosanjh and Kiara Advani. Um, and I just found that whilst the Hindu couple are somewhat like classy, Diljeet and Kiara are just given the complete different, um, the complete opposite characteristic. Uh, like Diljeet is overly loud, he's really, really annoying, which just reinforces that tendency for Bollywood to caricature feet, um as jokers. And he's also just painted as this like party animal who loves to drink. Um, and I just felt that overall the Punjabis were just painted out as outright stupid throughout the film. For example, they like frequently mispronouncing English words for comic relief, which for me just kind of depicted them as like intellectually inferior compared to the Hindu couple who seem a lot more educated um, and sophisticated. And I feel like it's this kind of stereotype which is widely seen in Bollywood with um, films like Singer's King, for example. So this movie you've just mentioned good news i've never watched it so i i don't really know like i can't say like i know x y and z but from the impression you've given me i can well imagine how it pans out now one question that i always have is considering you've got people in that movie like diljeet dosanj 
don't you think there's also a level of responsibility on them as members of the Punjabi Sikh community? No, definitely. I think what you're saying is really, really valid. And I often think about that too. Like, why would Dilzit take this role when they're literally taking the piss out of his community? Um, yeah, it, it really is like a double-edged sword because I guess you see people like Dilzit Dasan becoming really, really successful in Bollywood. And then it's like, woo, we have like representation of sick people. But yeah, it is a double-edged sword because then you see them, but they're playing um, these stereotypical roles. So it is really annoying. Um, but yeah, I think but, I remember... Yes, yeah, sorry. Yeah, sorry. I was just going to say, but at the same time, and again, some people may find this slightly distasteful, but... Um, some people would argue there's no smoke without fire and like the stereotype of Punjabis being big and loud and brash like I don't want to say it's true but it's kind of true like no, yeah, I'm, a lo- I'm, not- I'm loud as fuck <laughs> <laughs> like, and I don't mean that offensively but as in like yeah. even put, no, put a couple right. of Punjabis in a room and they'll have a party yeah you're right I'm, I think the Punjabi community uh, have like the most fans ever um, but the thing is, I'm not saying like Punjabis can never be portrayed as these funny people. Um, I'm saying like there needs to kind of be a boundary. I think it becomes like quite problematic when this is the only representation we see in Bollywood. Yeah. And another yeah. thing is there is a difference between being like humorous and then being painted out as like outright stupid and like sick. Yeah. <laughs> there's humor and then there's ridicule. And exactly. I think also what you're actually saying is it's not that Punjabis aren't loud or funny or this or that but they can also be so many other things and yeah i, I completely understand that point which is like we, yeah. you don't just focus on one area constantly and that i guess is completely fair yeah exactly I feel like sometimes when you talk about these kind of issues that you can sometimes get the sentiment from people like oh it's just a joke like get over it why are you thinking so deep about it but essentially that was kind of what my dissertation was all about like is it actually just a joke or does this narrative actually have like real life implications and does it actually affect people's perceptions and you know what it is yeah and i think that nicely leads us into well and also alludes to what you spoke about earlier in respect to um kind of being shown as nationalistic now i would argue that that nationalism that is reinforced within bollywood and is typically associated with Sikhs or depicted via Sikhs is just an inheritance of the martial race theory and this constant push of like Sikhs are the ultimate fighting machine. Um, I have to admit there is one Bollywood film that I actually did decide to watch myself about a year and a half ago. Um, I was completely horrified within the first 20 minutes and kind of got a bit pissed off and turned it off. and that film was scarcity. Now, I only watched it because it got loads of, like everyone was raving about it. Like my cha-cha kept messaging me. Even, even my dad was like, apparently it's worth watching. And my dad, like myself, doesn't watch, but like he just doesn't watch Bollywood. Um, so I thought, all right, fair enough. Let's see what it's like, what it's got to say. Uh, turned it on. I think the first five minutes yeah. is just like loads of really emotive music. And then it kind of starts. now. As you know, I've got a history degree, so as soon as I watch something that claims to be some type of historical uh, account, I'm going to te- like I'm going to research and tear it apart. So in mm-hmm. the first four or five minutes, I was like, mm, n- none of this is adding yeah. up. 
and then it basically just turned into like a superhero movie because yeah it is hugely yeah, dramatized it's just, it's, just, isn't it? it's so it's like so over dramatic it takes away from any sense of realism so you're kind of like am i watching the indian avengers like what is going on um but coming back to this i think Gay was just oozing with this martial race theory and nationalism now do you think that they are only the two type of um identities that bollywood run with because they both play a role so like even films like bhagat singh um although he's Sikh, quote-unquote, obviously people debate about whether he died Sikh or not, but I'm not about to get into that. Um, but is it literally the case that your Sikh identity is only portrayed in a positive light if it's fighting for some cause other than itself? So, Gear City, it, it's fighting for the British. In Bhagat Singh, it's fighting for independence. Like, there's nothing that's like going to show Sikhs and I don't quite mean it in as a nationalistic sense as it sounds but not as in a Sikhs for Sikhs movie no yeah I completely agree with what you're saying I actually wrote um about that in my dissertation um uh, you know I use scarcity as an example in my analysis because that is another Karan Joha film um I didn't actually delve too much into martial race theory only because I obviously had a word limit so there's only so much I could talk about but um, martial race theory I believe was like a concept created by the British Empire in India to sort of classify people either into the martial race which is like people who were well built for fighting um, and then the non-martials and six in particular were associated with this martial race hence why like so many were recruited by the British Army um, and it's actually really interesting because one of the questions I asked my interviewees uh, was, what's the first thing that comes to your mind when you think of um, the Punjabi Sikh community? And I remember one person saying like, oh, they're really, really big and strong, which kind of reiterates um, the points that you're making. And I think Bollywood definitely does play on this too. Um, you know, in Guest 3, for example, you mentioned um, he, that film as being a really good example. And, you know, I feel like Sikhs being depicted as patriots is they're kind of like represented um, and tend to be very hyper masculinized within the nationalist ideologies like brave soldiers or freedom fighters um and again like exactly what you said i think six are only depicted positively only because they are kind of being transformed into this object of the nation's desire because you know they're essentially fighting for the indian nation and representing what a good indian should be like if you get what i mean yeah no okay so now we've obviously spoken about risk misrepresentation and we've touched upon a kind of a couple of examples in terms of sikhs are often caricatured as being the clown or the drunkard or on the flip side they're depicted as this hyper masculine super nationalist uh <laughs> Now, do you think this type of misrepresentation has always been there? And do you think this will always carry on? Or have there been periods of, or have there been even just movies? Because I doubt there's been a prolonged period. Have there been any movies that you've come across that you've been like, well, actually, this bucks the trend. This portrays Sikhs like this or whatever the case is. Yeah, so uh, that's a really interesting question because um, one concept that I looked at in my literature review was the idea of um, the Punjabification of Bollywood. Um, and basically this academic called Anjali Roy, who's done so much research in Bollywood and is really good. Um, she speaks about this thing called the Punjab problem. Um, and this basically entails 
the rising significance of the Sikh diaspora um, and the increasing economic power of Sikhs in India. Um, and as a result, Punjabi Sikhs in India and around the world have increasingly contributed towards Bollywood's financial revenues as they play like a larger part of the Bollywood audience now. And because of this, he argues that Bollywood producers have tried to change the representation um, of the Punjab and Punjabi Sikhs in the past 20 years or so to more positive um, and increased representations in order to sort of maximize their financial returns by like appealing to the Sikh market audience. Um, so I think you can you can sort of describe that as a period of change. And I remember a few of my interviewees mentioning films like Uta Punjab, um, which for once actually gave a very sort of realistic outlook of um, Punjabi culture. It's based on um, the drug epidemic in the Punjab. And Diljit Dasanj plays a, um, a policeman in that film. And for once, his character is given so much depth and he's actually represented really, really positively. So it was great to see a film like that come out. Um, but then again, like you can literally count, I'd say you can count the positive representations on like one hand. And I think overall, you do tend to see those stereotypes um, as like the majority of films you do see seek no stereotypes. Um, and I just wanted to quickly talk about the representation of Muslims as well in Bollywood films, because I think Muslims as well, like Sikhs, are always stereotyped too. Um, you know, if we look at a lot of post-partition films, we'll see Muslim women as like um, objects of desire. We see m Muslim men playing like these barbaric Mughal rulers. And then after 9-11 and after the Mumbai terrorist attacks, we see a shift and then we see um, Muslims being portrayed as terrorists with films like um, Fonna. So, I think it will be really, really interesting actually to uh, to see the depiction of Sikhs in the next few years or so, because obviously with the ongoing farmer protest at the moment, uh, we have seen like a narrative from the Bollywood community, <laughs> of Gangana in particular actually, um, that, you know, Sikhs are kind of like these Khalistani terrorists. Um, so yeah, I'll be really interested to see actually if this will be another period of change and actually if we'll see um, Sikhs being depicted in a new kind of light in the next few years. Yeah, I think uh, you touching upon how Bollywood are depicting the farmers' protests at the moment and kind of the Indian media media is a very uh, poignant point because it's obviously going to kind of um, seep into other sectors and it'll be interesting to see how movies in the future um, kind of deal with that. But one thing that I was thinking about as you were... Um, as you were talking it just came to me because um it seems that a lot of the power of the media is outside of the hands of the community that it's focusing on um so do you think that in order to change some of this not to change it but in order to provide more than just a stereotypical kind of image of Sikhs do you think that a lot of not even a lot you only need one or two but do you think that there's a responsibility on behalf of our own community to actually kind of be like all right well maybe i can create a movie or like maybe i can become a director in that field and kind of change the narratives yeah so yeah so um i was speaking about this with some of the interviewees and you know one mentioned one person mentioned like if we want to create change, then we need to see more Punjabi Sikh people in the Bollywood industry. Um, and that's not just in terms of actors, but like you said, directors, script writers, 
producers, etc. Um, but then also on the other hand, I think I think a lot of sticks are put off going into Bollywood. I remember watching this interview uh, interview with Dilbert Dasanj, and he basically spoke about how this producer once told him to like take his bag off and cut his hair if he wanted to ever be in one of his films. One thing that is quite interesting out of this conversation is is that we. When I say we, I'm referring to the Punjabi Sikh community in terms of they're the we're the ones or they're the ones being depicted in a particular way. I think until they have power slash or control, um, we're going to be caricatured. Yeah, well, I think as well, um, we have seen like a revival of the Punjabi film industry too, um, and like a lot of people said, we've seen so many better um, portrayals of, uh, you know. Sikhi, um, Punjabi culture, history from like Punjabi films instead. So maybe it is about supporting the Punjabi film industry. I know I'm not one to be because I'm not a massive fan of Punjabi films myself, but I think with more support, I think the Punjabi industry does have a lot of potential in the next few years or so. Um, and that is like a way we can change the narrative around um, our community as well. Do you think, and again, this is slightly off topic, but do you think that there's a role to play for the diaspora of Punjabi community in terms of helping to change the narrative? Again, going back to what we're saying, kind of setting up our own studios or supporting directors or even going to. St- yeah, I, I again, I just say like maybe showing support to like Punjabi media um, would would create that change. So yeah, that's what I'd say to that. So Punjabi media over diaspora media. And um, no, as in, I mean, like supporting the Punjabi industry, film, uh, the Punjabi film industry. Okay. No, fair. Yeah, yeah. No, definitely. I think any contribution can certainly help. Um, so you mentioned in the notes that you shared in prep for this conversation that, and again, I'm slightly paraphrasing. Um, the stereotype of Punjabi Sikh slash Punjabiat are shaped by political and economic factors, and subsequently Sikhs are depicted as inferior to Hindus. Now, before I ask you to kind of provide some evidence and expand on this. A similar question came up in the conversation I had uh, with your friend Priya when we were discussing her dissertation, which is it the case of select Sikh persecution or Sikh uh, kind? When I say persecution, I mean in kind of like uh, portraying them as inferior, or is it just the case that it's a majority versus a minority? So, for argument's sake, Muslims are equally depicted in quite derogatory ways within Bollywood media. Um, so, is it a case of it's a majority-minority complex, or is this something slightly kind of more than that? Um, I think that's a really good question. I think you know, as I said, uh, it's not just who are given this negative representation. Um, you know, if you look at Muslims, I think, you know, Gujaratis are also stereotyped and um, South Indians are stereotyped. Um, so I think it definitely is like a majority minority complex. But I do think, um, you know, when I spoke about how like Muslims are being uh, portrayed as terrorists and things like that, and how I'd be interested to see if Sikhs are given like a similar stereotype in the future, I think they kind of, the stereotypes do kind of reflect um, sort of like the, the specific relationship or specific events that have happened, if that makes sense. So again, like I said, um, with the representations of Sikhs in the future, that by, might be related to the fact that there's a narrative now that Sikhs are like these Khalistani terrorists, um, if that makes sense. No, I see what you mean. What you're saying is, is that although it could perhaps be said to be a majority minority uh relationship it's that relationship is infected or impacted even 
by the specific relation between those two communities. Yeah, so exactly. for say, uh, Bollywood media isn't going to portray uh, Muslims as Khalistani terrorists, or they're not going to portray. Yeah, they're not going to portray yeah. Sikhs as jihadis. Like as in, yeah, like it's usually based on like a certain narrative that is um, like happening. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, so you also mentioned that Bollywood has culturally appropriated Punjabi culture. Now, what do you mean by that? When I asked the interview, the interviews about this, there were kind of like mixed responses. Um, but yeah, I'd say my dissertation was quite timely, actually, because again, since the farmers' protest, um, I feel that there have been way more conversations around Bollywood and cultural appropriation. And um, I feel that a lot of people from the Sikh community have kind of criticised the Bollywood industry because they use Punjabi culture so much in their films. Um, for example, in my dissertation, I looked at Gobi Gushi Gobi Gum. <laughs> I'm sure you've seen that one, right? Um, but yeah, I. Hope so. I <laughs> that doesn't sound very convincing, but yeah, I looked at Gobi Gushi Gobi Gum because, like, throughout the whole film, you see no relevant um, to you see like nothing to do with Punjabi culture, and then uh, the song "Say Shava Shava" comes on, and you see this group of Sikh men doing bhangra and singing "Bala Bala" to like the doors playing, and it just comes like completely out of nowhere um, and has like no relevance to the film. And then there's like other films like Virzada. Um, job we met, don't know where's money. They all thrive from Punjabi culture. Um, and you know, one of my interviews also said Bollywood loves to steal like our Punjabi songs and like remixes and ruins them. Um, yeah, that's true. Someone remixed. Um, uh, I swear it was a remix of Yard Bolda, and oh, I almost so cried. Many. I genu- <laughs> Oh, I almost cried. Like why? Like I don't mind a good remix. Um, so I'm not one to be anti-remix, but they're genuinely shit. So yeah, I, I feel the pain. <laughs> Um, so yeah, a lot of people spoke about that um, and had the same opinions as you do. And I actually wrote an article about cultural appropriation because I just feel that it's quite problematic that Bollywood will kind of like exploit Punjabi culture um, for their own financial benefit. Like they'll they'll put the Punjabis in when they want a wedding scene or when they want a party scene. Um, but when it came to the farmers' protest and when it came to um, you know supporting the Punjabi Sikh community and supporting their struggles. Hardly anyone in Bollywood spoke up. Um, and it's really shocking because even actors like Akshay Kumar, Sunny Diol, they're really well known for playing like these Punjabi roles. Um, yeah, not one of them kind of spoke up for the community. Um, but you know, when I asked one of my interviews, I mentioned this at the start, I asked um, whether she thought Punjabi culture was appropriated in Bollywood. And she said, well, you could just consider it like appreciation of the culture. But the fact that Punjabi characters themselves tend to be represented so negatively, yet Bollywood kind of capitalizes from their culture, um, it kind of just proves that it is being appropriated. So I don't disagree with that. And again, just being devil's advocate um, and to throw a spanner in the work, like for them, isn't it just playing a role? Him playing a Sikh, like why why does that then require them to then talk about Sikh issues? Because as far as some would be concerned, that's just a role he's being paid to play. Once he's done, that's it. He carries on being who he is. No, I get that, but I think... It isn't just a raw. I think them two are quite uh, well known for kind of championing Punjabi culture. Like if you go on um, Akshay Kumar's Instagram, once saw this like video of him doing like bhangra dancing and things like that. Um, 
And so, yeah, I think I think as well, the fact that they've done so many decent job B-rolls as well, they kind of, I feel like they should have more responsibility. Um, so would it be fair to say that actually what you're pointing out is, is that because they've literally made their careers off yeah, portraying exactly. like, BC, yeah, and it's because Kamala, of that, yeah. Look at Akshay Kumar, like his, one of his biggest films was Singer's King. Um, and he, you know, became so big after that as well. And it's just like, oh, now you don't want to remember us um, when, you know, we need you. Do you know what I mean? No, no, touche. I think that's a fair point, which is if they've made their entire career of portraying Sikhs or Punjabi culture, and then when Punjabi Sikh culture is making a stance or whatever was being questioned, they're not there. I think that's fair. Like, I can't, I can't um, question that really. So no. Touche. Um, so the conclusion of the notes that you shared with me to prepare for this really struck a chord because what you said rings very true. As I've mentioned, I don't watch a lot of Bollywood, but Gear City is obviously one that we, I did unfortunately watch like the first 20-15 minutes and realized it was hugely historically inaccurate, hugely dramatized, and obviously stereotype Punjabi Sikh identity massively. Well, basically just down to the 2D aspect of being a national soldier, basically. Uh, you have no career outside of that. You have no identity outside of that. And your Sikhi is somehow inherently entwined with the future of the nation state. But hey, now, I know we've spoken slightly about kind of what we can do to change this uh, stereotyping and this portrayal of Punjabi Sikh culture in the way that it has been. Now, if someone gave you a magic wand and was like, all right, whatever you wish for it will occur, what would you hope occurs or happens in the future in terms of the portrayal of Punjabi Sikh identity and culture within Bollywood? Um, but then equally, what do you think of the Bollywood landscape in general? So do you think that there needs to be really deep-rooted change before there can be any kind of kind of consistent change in what Bollywood is producing? Yeah, um, I firstly want to start off with the deep-rooted changes. I know you kind of touched on um, one of the things I mentioned about um, the stereotypes being kind of shaped by political factors. And I kind of wanted to just talk about that first because that sort of links, that sort of links to um, deep-rooted change. So um, I, I, I feel that Bollywood films do tend to reflect contemporary Indian politics. Um, you know, at the moment, Hindu nationalism is extremely prevalent in India. You know, we've seen that minority communities have historically um, and are currently being marginalised uh, by the government. Um, in terms of Bollywood, a lot of the interviewees mentioned that the government had control over the Bollywood industry. Um, and that the government also had really, really strong relationships with all these like Bollywood actors, producers. Like if you look at the Bollywood weddings, you'll actually see politicians. Uh, I think Mulli actually goes to uh, some, some of the weddings too. Um, and so because of this ideological influence, um, I think Bollywood films do tend to be very Hindu-centric in nature. Um, and as a result, like minorities, including Sikhs, then tend to be subordinated, um, stereotyped, or like seen as the other. Um, and a really important example which I, I wrote about in my dissertation was Vida Zara. Um, in this film, Vida is like this patriotic Sikh army officer and he then obviously falls in love with Zara from the uh, Pakistan side of the Punjab. Um, and then this kind of scene where he's showing her around like his life in the Punjab. Um, and one thing I remember was this scene where he's kind of like shown praying to some Hindu gods. 
um, yet there's like no reference to his like sick identity. Um, and for me, it kind of just felt as though like if we want this sick guy to be the protagonist, then we need him to conform to these like Hindu values. And it just felt as though his sick identity then became downplayed and sort of unacknowledged. It was bastardized. Exactly. I think the word you're looking for, yeah, it was, but I, I think you're far too polite in some <laughs> regards. Um, I and, and I don't blame you for that, like, I, as in that's definitely not a criticism, but I think in relation to what you've just discussed, um, I think a lot of people would agree that the Sikh identity was completely bastardized. Yeah, exactly. It's like, why why were there no scenes of him at, like, a Gurdwara or something like that? Yeah, and- yeah, yeah. And they could have easily, literally, like, they could have done that. As in, there's no reasoning other than they didn't want to. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I remember being so shocked because um, whilst I was researching this, I found this um, massive research paper all about this film on V Zara. And um, the whole paper was about V being a Hindu and Zara being a Muslim. And I was like, hang on a minute, he's not even a Hindu. And I literally had to go back through the film because I remember as a kid, he wore this like Kondar necklace in one um, spoon. And I found it and then I realized, oh, actually he is a Sikh. But the fact that like, people don't even realize because there was like no reference at all to his religious identity is just crazy to me um so yeah yeah, going back to what i was saying i think the lack of six subjectivity is definitely stemmed in historical factors um you know if we look at the 1947 um partition for example many families of the popular bollywood filmmakers such as karan johar yas jopra they actually originated from the punjab and belong to these like middle class hindu families um, and it was only after the partition that many of these families immigrated to um mumbai what was then Bombay, which is like the capital of Bollywood. And they were largely influential in like promoting right-wing Hindu nationalist values within the media um, and the films in this post-colonial society. Um, And I actually read some research uh, which said that a lot of these filmmakers became so sort of traumatized by the religious tensions and the pain of the partition and because it was such a like a sensitive subject around India, none of them ever made like films actually based on the partition. Um, and I looked at this guy called Sri Jana Das, and um, I have a quote here from him which says, the partition created the post-colonial Hindu, Muslim and Sikh, imbuing each with a popular set of characteristics, largely based upon the community's roles as remembered and recounted in the violence of 1947. Um, so yeah, I think that is definitely a lot of like religious tensions which are stem from that. And then later on, we see the 1984 genocide followed by the anti-Sikh riots, um, which again worsened Hindu-Sikh relations. And I remember actually talking to my mom about this and she said that um, at the time of the riots, like Amitabh Bhattam said something like, oh, um, an eye for an eye, which kind of, he was kind of justifying that it was okay for like this violence against um, the like the Sikhs to happen. And again, like she said that in the Ragandhi funeral, you saw so many Bollywood stars, which again, like you can see that connection between Bollywood um, and politics playing out again. So yeah, going back to what you originally said about, you know, deep rooted change, I think definitely um, there needs to be like the separation between politics and Bollywood. I don't think that's realistic, but if I had a a magic wand, that uh, that would be something that would change. Yeah. No, fair. I can't, I can't knock that answer because I think that's what like as in i like to have these conversations and also try to figure out all right well if that's the issue how like what is the kind of the end goal and how do we get to it and i think what you're saying is fair because actually 
the Indian system is so deeply entrenched in pretty much every aspect of Bollywood that even to try and change the portrayals of Sikhs and these caricatures and stereotypes would take a far greater kind of macro change outside of the Bollywood industry in terms of the politics and other things. Now, um, I've gone through all of the questions that I wanted to ask you. I just want to check, is there anything that you want to include or anything that we've missed out that you want to mention? Um, no, I feel like I've covered everything, but I just think it's you know really important that we had this conversation today. I think it's really important for other people to have conversations around these kind of issues. Um, and, you know, like I said, I felt like um, it was only until the farmers protest that it took people to start having these conversations. Um, so yeah, I definitely encourage people to kind of start thinking more deeply about these issues. No, thank you. And equally, anyone listening who has got a body of work or has done something or another and wants to discuss it, like feel free to get in touch because um, with this podcast and actually with probably most of them, I just reach out to people like I have with yourself um, and and I ask if you're interested and of, thankfully you were which was brilliant because I've had a great time um, I've also reminisced about all of the Bollywood movies that I've evidently missed out on but but no I've, I found it really interesting I hope people listening find it interesting um, if you do please comment below in the comment section obviously and let us know what was the best part for you um, otherwise than that I just have to say thank you for taking your Saturday afternoon out to have this conversation no worries. It was a pleasure. And um, I'm looking forward to all the other stuff that you have coming up. No, thank you. Thank you. It means a lot. Um, thank you. Take care. Bye-bye.